Previously on Modular, Bradley and Sly made it to the Bronze Shrine, but learned that Lamaruntos is being plagued with some sort of curse, now pitting her against the two brothers. Okay, All right. here we are at the precipice of the night of All Hallows' Eve, and everything's Samhain. spooky. Samhain, everything's bitch. scary. Fucking Samhain. kids. Yeah. Kids are walking around in their masks. And kids are scary are enough already. What's the, what's Sam? Who's Sam? Samhain, that's what it is, uh, the, the ancient pagan festival of Halloween. Samhain. Oh, well. See, gang, this is where it's I don't it know if awkward. you knew this, but we're, we're a Christian <laughs> podcast. Oh, I was oh, just about to make a about... different joke. <laughs> oh. My joke was going to be, it's awkward. It's awkward that uh, we have a smart person on the podcast because me and Thorne are fucking idiots. <laughs> And we were like, you know what would be fun? When me and Thorin first came up with the podcast, you know, we were like, you know what would be fun? Is if uh, an actual play show was run by not smart people. And then that way, the dumb people can relate to who's running it too. And then we added Jack and we were like, fuck! <laughs> see, see, listeners, the, 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 the trick is know just like one or two things that someone else doesn't know and they think you're smart. Because you're eight. It's just a trick. Just a bunch of, just a bunch Damn, of dummies so pretending convincing each other that they're, they're not that's all it is hey jack when a smart person approaches you in the library when you're reading books what do you say to them <laughs> hello nerd and welcome nerd my name is luke nerd <laughs> my name is thorin nerd yeah, my name is point dexter <laughs> <laughs> And this is Modular, nerd. <laughs> your podcast where we take you through your modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, I can't keep this up. It would be horrible for our listeners <laughs> to hear that all the way through this intro. That's right, nerd. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up uh, D&D. Uh, we didn't write them for you, but we're here to run them for you. And... Why would we do that, nerd? Well, you fucking piece of shit, nerd. Maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign, and you're a nerd like that, and so you want to get a feel for how it plays out before you just fucking run it. Maybe you're a player who's a fucking nerd and has already been in this particular campaign, and you just want to reminisce on your old nerdy times. Maybe you're just a fucking nerd. (laughs) But... You fucking nerds should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. Uh, that means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now we're running Sleeping Dragon's Wait. 
So if you don't want spoilers, you should leave now, but only nerds care about spoilers. So if you have never listened to us before, this is a great place to start, actually, if you're not a nerd. Yeah, if you're a jock, stop listening right now. But if you're a nerd, there is one more warning we've got to offer you. That's right, you fucking freak. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and uh, sexual tension between a man and a dragon. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular, nerd. And our session 16 of Sleeping Dragon's Wake. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little d and for you and me, oh yeah. Hello, our spooky listeners, listening to an episode on Halloween, very, very daring of you, very spooky of you. Now, for those of you listening late, shame, shame. <laughs> I have a question to sync us up. Jack, what is your least favorite horror movie? Whether it's bad or you thought it was going to be scary and it wasn't, what's a horror movie that you did not like? Um, it's a, it's a tough one because like this is a bit of a cheat because it's it's more about like how the franchise went as a whole. But the Saw series about because the the people because we're on like ten now or something like that. People forget the first one's pretty good. The first one's yep. got some good, like, decent scares and a decent plot, and you're like, okay, yeah. And then after that, they're just like, yeah, we'll just make it as gory as possible and horrible. So basically, yeah. any of those was such a disappointment. I feel um, that. I feel that. All right, Thorin, what about you? Uh, my least favorite that I can think of, the one that just popped off the top of my head, is The Human Centipede. Yeah. Yep, I oh, get sure. it. I get it. Um, what didn't you like about that, just, though? That's art. Um, so the thing that I really didn't like, well, first off, I just hated the fucking movie, like stupid ass premise, like, oh, I sewed my dogs together, so I should sew these people together. Like, fuck you. That doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. (laughs) Um, and the part that always sticks out to me that I hate the most is at the very end where the Japanese guy at the front like has the upper hand he's literally about to kill the scientist and then all of a sudden he's like reflecting on my life i I, i've done bad things and and i don't deserve to live and then he just kills himself and it's like i don't know maybe i just wasn't really paying attention to it but that doesn't really make sense to me like through a through like a narrative perspective or like through a logical perspective or like through any perspective other than it was literally just torture porn for the girl in the middle. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there you go. What's your least favorite, Luke? Um, I have to go with uh, the film, which I think is a generally really well-liked film. Funny Games. Um, that and there's there's two versions there's a european version I, i'm blanking on the country and uh the american version with naomi watts it is oh, shit, fucking yeah. people love that movie people think it's great i fucking hate it it is infuriating at every step and then then and, and i mean i know what it's doing i know what the film is doing and i, I won't go into spoilers but 
essentially this film is torturing you the way it's torturing the people in the film and it's like I, it's not what I fucking watch a movie for dude I want to I want like to spend <laughs> my 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 life minutes enjoying something and it just fucking tortures you and there's a moment where you finally think yes like they're doing something smart and they're gonna like actually survive this and then the movie fucks you again and it fucks you so hard it's fourth wall breaking and it just uh it's it's terrible i absolutely hate it yeah i oh god it's so immersion breaking you're just like what the fuck did i just watch this two-hour piece of shit for i hate that movie not scary wait i want to hear the i want to hear the spoilers Okay, well, if you don't want spoilers for the movie Funny Games, and I'll even give you fucking date and director. Funny Games, <laughs> 1997, directed by Michael Hennick. One of my friends on Letterboxd literally gave it a 5 out of 5. I gave it 0.5 stars, because that's the lowest I can give something. 1 out of 10. Terrible fucking movie. The whole time, these two dudes are just torturing this family. It's it's similar to The Strangers, but like definitely not nearly yeah. as scary. Dad is such a fucking wimp. I, I mean, like if if like if you were gonna torture my kids, you would have to kill me. Or I mean, that's the only option. He gets kneecapped, and Dad is like, "Okay, I guess I'll give up fighting now." I'm like, "Bro, cut my fucking legs off. I'm still gonna crawl at your ass," yeah. you know. So finally, they make it. She gets out onto a boat. The mom does with the kids. Dad is fucked. But it's like, all right, they're going to get away. One of the bad guys pulls out a TV remote, rewinds to the point where she was able to get herself free from her ropes and stops her from doing so. And they kill all the whole family. Yeah. They're like, like, I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? Oh, so annoyed. It's, It's one of those things where like, just because a film is doing something new and inter- like interesting doesn't mean it's doing it well. Yeah. And people yeah, or forget that, that, that thing is yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he pulled out that fucking TV remote, I was like, nope, 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 nope. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I hate this. Yeah. It's stupid. I was so annoyed. I've heard of that. I've actually heard of that before. I think it was like on a like a Watch Mojo top 10 list of like worst horror movies or something. Yeah. Well, I never it's agree with Watch Mojo, but I'm, I guess I'm agreeing with Watch Mojo. Also, It Chapter <laughs> 2 was really bad. But anyway. I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't cra- I wasn't crazy about it either. Um, the first and one you, was so and good. You've got, like, it had some good moments. Like, I mean, Bill, Bill Hayden and James McAvoy were fantastic at it and stuff. But then yeah. it was just, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of horror, you watch as Lamaruntos reels up on her hind legs, spreading these giant wings. You see her bronze scales are masked by what appears to be some sort of black necrotic energy. And it's surrounding her like a veil. Her yellow, deep yellow eyes turn a stone cold, icy blue. And she lets out a... I want both of you to make me perception checks. No, sorry. Investigation checks. That is 12. I got a 16. All right. So, for the DMs listening, this fight is such a fucking kill box... It is crazy. Do not run this the way the fucking book wants you to run this, okay? 
What is going on with Lamaruntos should not be deciphered via a DC-20 Arcana check that your players only get to try and make once. That is fucking insane. Okay? Instead, every turn, let them do what I just did. Make an investigation check. And what you see, Bradley, is that this giant barnacle that you saw earlier up on the back wall next to the window is pulsing with some kind of magic and it is very clearly the source of what's going on here with Lamaruntos. Now, right now, you can hardly see it because she's so big and she's blocking it from your view. I need both of you to roll initiative. Fuck. I rolled a natural 20. Hell yeah. For my initiative. Uh, 13 for me, which is less than that. (laughs) Alright. Bradley, remind me your max HP. Uh, 77. And yours, Sly? So, what was that? What's your max HP? Uh, 66. Okay. The top of the order, it is Bradley fucking Copper. What would you like to do? Shoo. Uh, how far from me is this barnacle? That would be... So you two are right at the top of the stairs. The barnacle is... 30 feet from you, but right now it is in full cover. Okay. Let us see here. Um, I'm going to cast I love that spell <laughs> sorry I'm just thinking I'm going to cast Misty Step okay. um, on myself and I'm going to move to the barnacle okay you see your opening uh, between Lamarintos's claw reaching out and then her wing, there's just that little sliver of a line of sight that you have. You zip yourself over there. You are right next to this Alkalith, which is a demonic entity. Um, demonic? Then I'm going to have to hit it with my mace. All right. So close, it's an 11. Okay. That is a full miss. You clock into the stonework. Uh, just some rock sprays on you. You are right next to this thing. Uh, Bradley, you see that this thing has just above it uh, carved into the wall. And DMs, this is not in the book, but this thing should not be some random entity. Uh, randomness is generally frowned upon in my mind. Everything should be connected. Above this, carved into the stone, is the sign of Merkel. <gasps> Merkel, you son of a bitch. Yeah, this fucking guy. That's your turn, Bradley? Um, Can I have a free action just be like, hey, hey, over here, over here. 
To the dragon? Yeah, to the dragon. Okay, yeah. Um, roll okay, me performance. That's my turn. Performance? I'm good at those, I think. Yeah, I get plus eight. I rolled a 12. Yeah, that doesn't work at all. And it's still, Lumberance is still facing Sly. The first thing is, with her wings expanded like this, I need both of you to make me wisdom saving throws. Yeah, classic. Dragon's <clears throat> frightful is, presence. That is a 7. 21. Sly, you've never seen anything like this. This is fucking terrifying. This was supposed to be this was supposed to be a safe mission. And uh, you are fucking scared. Bradley, you're fine. Uh, you've you've faced a dragon just as big before, and you know that this one you don't even actually probably need to kill. Uh, however, it is rather frightening as you see while while the scales on Lamarantos are bronze, shimmering bronze, the black magic that swirls around her is still prevalent. But you see, both of you see, her throat from either angle begins to glow with this just shimmering blue electricity and then a lightning breath blasts out Sly. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, what is Sly's max HP again? 66. 66. That is 26. 26. I believe you have an evasion. So when you succeed, uh, I do. you take no damage. So what would have been... Um, it, what would have been 77 damage uh, is oh zero. <laughs> Sly, you have never been in a fight like this before, but you have dodged shit before. This lightning pierces out so fast, you put, you find purchase on just an outcropping in the wall. You spring yourself up, leap over, and this lightning just blasts into the rock as you do a flip, land on the other side. You're now 10 feet further to the left than you were. And Lamaruntos cries out and says, Damn you! Do not take them from me! This alkalith on the wall just releases this buzzing sound. Bradley, make me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, I rolled a 21. You know that this thing is trying to wrap its demonic claws around your brain to fuck with you somehow. That is not going to happen. However, there are tentacles that whip out. Very similar, we were talking about the thing last episode. When those tentacles start whipping out of the dog at the beginning, it's exactly like that. They just, you hear them cut through the air fuck. and uh, there are three attacks coming at you. You are, are you going to Vicious Mockery? Um, yeah, sorry, I was looking up something. Um, no. Okay. I'm going to save it. You are hit two out of three times, and you take 28 points of damage. This thing just whips once. You feel a sting at your calf, and you feel that some of your meat of your calf is just sliced. Uh, sliced right off and then another just whips your ear sliced right off your uh you feel blood is immediately trickling down your neck as these two uh tentacles just got you good slyander copper it is your turn yeah i, re <laughs> <laughs> I don't um it's uh 
I, I'm guessing there's no way for me to call out for those sailors, the attendants from down below. Are we too far away? You were pretty far, but if you wanted to run to go get them, you could. <clears throat> but that would leave Bradley by himself. It would. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we'll say Bradley is... Pretty Bradley is within yeah. five feet of both enemies. You will get a sneak attack if you land an attack on either one of these things. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Can I? Can I? Can I hit the um, the, the big old barnacle, or is it still under full cover? Yeah, uh, your movement could get you. It would still be in some cover. It will be in half cover, um, but you can move if you press yourself all the way against the wall. You can, um, if you're going to shoot at it, is that the thing? With a bow? I was going to, yeah, with my bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That's, uh, be good. 23 to hit? 23 is a hit. Okay, so the regular damage is going to be 4. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, and so I get, I get sneak attack on this. Yeah. Even though it... Yeah, perfect. Just uh, fifteen extra, so that's eighteen damage. Nice. Um, yeah, you oh, yeah. you kill it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So some some greenish ooze uh, just blasts out of this thing as it's hit. Bradley splatters your face. This thing still has triple digits HP. Jesus Christ. Okay, and then uh, I will call out to Bradley and just be like, hold on, I'll go get help. And I'm going to use my bonus action to dash, cunning action dash, uh, run down the stairs, yelling all the way. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're not fucking dolphins. <laughs> all right, one second. Let me see how far. <laughs> so it's, what's your base movement speed? Uh, my 30? base movement speed is, yes, 30. All right, so... So you were able to make it all the way back down the stairs. Kind of, you can't see those two guys you remember before, but you do yell out. They can hear you. You see the two of them uh, walk in uh, to that room, and one of them just yells, "What's going on then? <laughs> your your fucking your fucking dragon's gone crazy, man! Uh, it's attacking my brother. Come help!" Uh, we're just going to ignore uh, initiative for a second. He says, um, attacking you, but we're sworn to her. And he pulls out his, his sword. Make me a, Are you fucking... make me a persuasion check, Sly. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> natural one. Uh, you have two new combatants <laughs> who have entered this, uh, fray. Oh no. Um, okay. Back, uh, let me roll initiative for them. What the fuck? Okay. So back at the top of the order, Bradley. That's the stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. Bradley, it is your turn. Um, I need this Alkalith to make me a intelligent saving throw, please. Okay. It... Gets 
a 14. Okay, fuck yeah. It's going to take 42 points of damage. Damn. Uh, as Iraluthim's psychic lance, it uh, just a beam of psychic energy splits from my forehead. Um, and it, he's going to be incapacitated. Nice. Um, until the start of my next turn. Nice. All right. Any bonus actions? Um, bonus action. I will remind you, you have five magic beans. Okay. Then I will eat. What have I used? I've used red and blue. Red and blue. I'm going to eat purple. Well, violet or indigo? Violet. You eat this bean and you turn invisible. Okay. You have the effects of regular invisibility on you right now. Okay. When Lamarunto spins. Um, yeah. She's looking for you. She has blind sight. Does she have true sight? Oh. Well, blind sight creatures. Uh, the monster. Um, a monster with blind sight can perceive its surroundings without relying on sight. Within sixty feet, she can smell you. But that doesn't mean that you uh, won't. Damn it. That doesn't mean you won't get advantage on attacking the Alkalith next turn. Although I think you would anyway, because he's incapacitated. Yeah. Um, but either way, she she just snarls, and her teeth are coming down at you, Bradley. That is a twenty-eight to I'm hit. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna. Uh, well, never mind. I guess I'm not. Well, you didn't want. You didn't want to um, do that one anyway. I'm gonna. And there are two claw attacks coming at you. Would you like to vicious mockery one or not? Uh, it's cutting, cutting words. words. Yeah, I'm gonna cutting words. I'm gonna say, "Hey, look." We're really not here to harm you. Okay. And that she's taken four off her roll, one of her rolls. Okay. A uh, 18 is knocked down to a 14. Is that still a hit? No. Okay. Um, so you, because the other one was a 29, um, that would have... So you take 20 points of damage. Her, her teeth bite into you she lifts you up and then swats you out of her mouth and you just hit the ground with a thud and you have blood profusely pouring from your shoulder you are at 29 hp okay all right cool the alkalith is uh stunned but these two swashbucklers are going to move towards sly they dash uh they're both just sprinting at you and say, yeah. the other guy says, I knew I should have never let you in here. And he's just got his his uh, his cutlass raised up, ready to slice you. Slide is your turn. What would you like to do? So uh, are they are they in my in my space? <laughs> are they... Yeah, they're they're both right in front of you. Uh, okay, bonus action, disengage. Okay. And I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run back up the stairs. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shout back to them. But no, man. She's like. She's all fucked up in the head. This isn't. This isn't right. As I. Okay. As I just. Would you? Are dash you dashing? Up. Action is dash. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You get back into the room, 
you now see that Lamaruntos is facing uh, one way, but you do not see Bradley. Uh, and you see that the Alkalith looks like it's kind of, if it could be, if a barnacle could be dazed, it's dazed. Um, uh, roll sure. me a persuasion check uh, again there, Sly. All right, that one is a 19. Okay. They squint, and you can kind of hear them talking amongst themselves very briefly as you run up the stairs, but they uh, may may not be hostile to you anymore. Oh, I fucking hope not. All right. Bradley, it is your turn again. You are still invisible. Would her effect be considered uh, cursed or charmed? What are you thinking about doing? Well, I just need to know. What are you thinking about doing? I just would like to know. Uh, I don't know how Bradley would know that, though. Um, I'm thinking of using the Scroll of Greater Restoration. I mean... Because if she's... Because, I mean, I mean, I think... I think, logically, Bradley could piece together... Hey, I have this scroll that removes the effects of charming or curses, and obviously this dragon is has some kind of effect on it from this alkalith. So it's possible that this scroll could remove that uh, whatever is controlling her, because Bradley knows that in in his spells that he uses to control, that is considered charming someone. Or if it's an alkalith and it's demonic, it's probably cursing her. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a fucking good play. It's a good play. You going with it? So is is this considered a charm or a curse? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I'm going to use the scroll. Uh, I'm going to touch her. And, uh, like, I'm going to touch her on her snout because I'm assuming it's still in my face um, and I'm going to use this scroll and try and cure her of this this demon you, this possession. your left hand is shaking as you are just so nervous right now about how this could go and you put your right hand on her snout you in six seconds read off the text of the scroll it dissolves into a uh, peaceful white light and you see that her eyes return to yellow. The black shroud around her dis dissipates. She looks at you and she goes, Gods, Bahamut, thank you. And she passes out unconscious on the floor. Oh! She hits hell. the ground with a thud. Dust raises up. The fight is not over. The Alkalith is still very much yeah, present. Yeah, to kill this thing. But um, she is out of the fight. She will not be aggroing you. That's why I gave you um, that and scroll. And then as a bonus action, then as a potion of heal, uh, as a bonus action, can I drink this potion of greater healing? Yeah, please? absolutely. 4d4 four plus 4. It's 4d4 four plus 4, right? 4d4 four plus 4. 4d4 four plus 4. That's going to be uh, 15 hit points regained. Nicely done. Lamaruntos is out of the fight. 
These sailors are rushing up the stairs. Sly, you can still hear them running up behind you. Uh, you are not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. They kind of slam into you as they dash up the stairs as well. Uh, you all kind of fall into this room together. The overwhelming sense of dread is still prevalent. You still feel there is a evil in this room, a darkness that is trying to sap more than anything, someone's sanity. Um, and with that, uh, Sly and both of these uh, um, sailors need to make wisdom saving throws. Uh, it's 15 for me. Sly, you see what looks to be a cloud of insects begin to swarm you. It's just, it comes out of thin air. Bradley, you watch as your brother starts swatting at the air at nothing, and you feel as if flies have covered your face and are just buzzing in your ears. And no matter how much oh, you swat, God. you can't get them to go away. You have disadvantage on all of your attacks until your next save, which will be at the end of your turn. You see... Uh, the the bigger sailor of the two, he says, keep it out of your minds, boys. It's nothing. Um, but the other one failed so poorly that he has... His name is, is Rungo Moon. Rungo Moon. <laughs> he says, I'm not sure about what's going on here. And he has now the confusion spell cast on him. I'm going to roll a d10 here. All right. On his next turn, um, he's going to do something. Okay. It is the Alkalith's turn. Bradley, you need to make me another wisdom saving throw as well. Another wisdom save. Okay. That's an 18. All right. You are still good. This thing... It starts to whip those tentacles at you again. Do I have... It's been my turn since I used the last one, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, then I'm going to use a cutting words and I'm going to say, not today, you you sponge-looking dirty motherfucker. <laughs> and... It needs to take away three from its attack roll. Okay, you are going to prevent a crit with that because I'm a nice DM. Um, you get hit twice, and your damage is 30. This thing arcs, Jesus, fuck. This thing arcs one tentacle up, slashes down your face. You feel the like the these just demonic razors along this tentacle slashes down cuts through your eyebrow down your cheek you feel blood trickle down that way and then another one just slashes you right across the belly and you feel you're now bleeding out of a lot of different wounds you are at 14 hp you are looking oh very God. hurt bradley oh sorry sly it is your turn okay so i'm yeah i'm, I'm rolling at the end of this to see if i break it and right now you have disadvantage as you just hear this buzzing. You feel these little disgusting feet uh, of these imaginary insects crawling all over you. 
Uh, I am going to try and fire my bow again, looking through, trying to fight, try and fight through the the these phantasmal insects, and try and shoot again. Okay. At the uh, I keep forgetting what his name is. The barnacle, <laughs> the evil barnacle. The alkalith. Alright. The alkalith, thank you. The first one, 26. That is... Oh, yeah, that's right, you have disadvantage. Is a 16. Uh, Yeah, it hits the wall. Uh, The arrow just hits the wall. You you had a true shot, and then it feels like a fly is crawling into your ear. You just kind of jerk your head to the right, and that just Uh, sends the the arrow to the left. Such a horrible feeling. What about, is it a constitutional or wisdom saving throw? Wisdom save. Uh, uh, that's 13. 13 is a failure. You are still... Uh, as as you kind of jerk your head, it feels now as if these things are more like spiders crawling down the back of your <laughs> armor. And you just, you're just trying to move like that. the best you can, but it's just not helping you right now. Bradley, <laughs> it it is your turn. Can I uh, do like some kind of investigation check as like a bonus action to see if an alkalith is a shape changer? Uh, yes, go ahead. What would you want me to roll? Go ahead and roll me either Arcana or Nature. Which one of those is higher? They're both the same, so I'm going to roll Arcana. Closing my eyes so I don't see the roll. That's a 20. Okay, uh, this thing is not a shape changer, but it is amorphous. Okay. Um, I would like for Mr. Lith to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Alrighty. Not great at those. That's a 16. Can I... Fuck. God damn it. You didn't vicious mockery or or cutting words it. Can I do that really quick? No. Because you know what I rolled. God damn it. Okay, well... You bastard. Fuck you. God damn it. Okay, well, then... Uh, well, I guess I'm going to walk away, try and get away from its range All right. with my it movement. Take an attack of opportunity. And, That's fine. Uh, it just whips the ground and misses with a 10. You are out of its range. Uh, how far back are you moving? Because these are big tentacles. Uh, how big is the tentacle range? Uh, it looks to be like a 15-foot tentacle. Okay, then I'm moving out of that range, yeah. All right. All right. It is these sailors' turns. Uh, the the, the kind of gruffer guy, his name is Eris. He rushes up to this thing, and he's going to make his swipey swipes. Uh, 
He misses both <laughs> with an 11 and a 12. He <laughs> swings and he swings and he's just hitting the wrong parts of this thing, just hitting this kind of fake. It's obviously not actually a barnacle, but it's just hitting these the, this shell-like uh, carapace that it has on it. And he says, damn it, boy, don't flee now. Talking to you, Bradley. Uh, then the other dude, Rango Moon, just slumps to the ground and is holding his knees and says, I don't want to die. I don't want to become irrelevant. They're both going to make these wisdom saves. Again. Uh, and you see that uh, Eris is still fine and Rango is still fucked up, but he is no longer under the effects of the confusion spell, he stands up and he says, I'm sorry, wait, no, it's my job to protect my master. And uh, he's just in the same boat as you, Sly, and that he has disadvantage on his attacks. Cool. It is the it is the Alkalith's turn. These tentacles whip out rather quickly at Eris. Eris's HP is 66, and his armor class is 17. So he's probably going to be just fine. But we do have some hits on him. Are you trying to help him out at all, Bradley? Um, nah, he's got it. Okay. What's 16 plus 17? 16 plus 17? 33. Uh, would, yeah. And then plus uh, 25 is... 58. 58. So his 66 HP is very quickly depleted as he gets these tentacles uh, just slicing through. One gets him up under the armpit, another one behind the knee, and the last one just right across his throat. He is bleeding profusely. Um, he has... Uh, what, what did we just say? 58? Yeah. He has, so 66 he has 8 HP left. Yeah. He does not look too good. <laughs> And he says, Jesus he, he says, fucking hell, that helped me. <laughs> um, that uh, is the Alkalis turn. Slide is your turn. Uh, God, uh, we'll try shooting it again with disadvantage. All right. Okay, well, the first one I rolled was an 11. <laughs> so that's not... Yeah, your your second your, or your third arrow of the day flies out of one of the windows and just you hear a gull out in the distance. Uh, that uh, any bonus actions? Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just uh, no no bonus actions for me. Um, just uh, just rolled and I got a natural one with with my modifier makes that a zero. So you are now. Under the effects of the confusion spell. I need you to roll me a d10. Okay. That's a three. Okay. Next turn, you are going to do nothing. You are going to slump down and cry. All right. <laughs> Br Bradley, it is your turn. 
the Alkalith still looks like it's got a lot of HP. And Eris is not long okay, for this I world. Need this al- I need this Alkalith to give me a wisdom saving throw, but it's going to take away uh, eight from its roll. Okay. Uh, six is knocked down to a negative two. Okay. I cast Polymorph upon this thing, and I transform it into a a uh, pigeon. No, not a pigeon. Uh, I'm going to transform it into a chicken. All right. It transforms into a chicken, hits the ground. Uh, what would you like to do now? It's only going to be this form for an hour. Um, are we still in combat? Uh, no. Okay, I'm going to pick this thing up, and I'm going to walk over... You know that, um chamber where the sea was in the bottom yeah and like waves were splashing and everything yep i'm just gonna drop it in there okay you watch as it disappears from view all right (laughs) the two of you head back upstairs uh rango is tending to eris's wounds and after just a few, I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna cast uh, second level cure wounds on Eris. He says oh. he's gonna regain uh, nine hit points. He says, "Damn, uh, thanks for that." You know, there's like four other guards in this place that could have come and helped, but uh, I guess they just didn't feel like it. It just takes. Yeah, a- sometimes people can be quite useless, right? It takes just a few minutes. <laughs> Lumaruntos wakes up. She says, By the holy Bahamut, what happened? What happened to me? I think you were taken over by some kind of demon. Honestly, we should have probably just fed the chicken to her. I think that would have killed it better than the sea could. Too late for that now. Um, but yeah, um, but I transformed the demon into a chicken and I dropped it into the sea. So she nods and she says, well done, brave adventurer. May I ask, who are you? Bradley Copper, at your service. Ah, the famed Bradley Copper, the one who killed Cryovane. And the Great Old Death. A Great White Death. Yeah, Arathator. Arathator, yes. Well, Cryovane just didn't have a cool nickname. Like me, I mean, I'm the Claws of the Coast. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is my younger brother, Slyander Copper. He, he likes to go by Sly. She nods and... Sly is still sobbing on the ground. <laughs> Uh, she, she puts her snout up under your, like, entire torso, Sly, and, like, forces you to stand up and says, rest easy now, child. We have both suffered much, but no longer. (laughs) I was just supposed to have a fun time with my brother. I... 
I am sorry to hear that you did not have a fun time with your brother. <laughs> you almost killed me with lightning. <laughs> and for that, I apologize. I was not myself. She, I know, she, I know. I can't blame you or anything, man, but it still fucking happened. You see her eyes widen, and she says, Oh, gods. The dolphins. And she just... <laughs> and pukes up uh, a shit ton of arm. The two of you are, like, actively, like, retreating from this puddle that is pushing towards you. And you see there are a lot uh, of little fi fish and mammalian, uh, aquatic mammalian bones. And she says, I love dolphins. I never... I never would have eaten a dolphin in my right mind. You can't help it. The forces of hell, they come for us all. And this one especially was sent by Merkel. Uh, I, you've probably heard of him. He's an evil god. I'm kind of fighting him right now. Um, and also Talos. Um, but anyway, that's why I'm here. I, I'm supposed to divine the future by praying to Bahamut at the statue. Uh, but these two fellows, probably your best followers here, so you should, you know, give them a raise or something, uh, told us of your plight. And so we decided to come and help you. Yes, you two have done well. So if it, if it had not been for these two, we you would still be out of your mind. She, uh... She stands up on her back legs and she offers her claws down to the two of you and she says, Would you like to go somewhere else for a moment? Yeah, sure. Do you step into her claws? Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if Bradley does, then Sly would. She gently clasps her claws closed and she says, Surely you boys can hold your breath. And um, before you... I actually... What? <laughs> I have two potions of water breathing. You don't need to hold your breath for that long. You can you can save those. Okay. She says... Okay. She says, I hope that's a yes. And she turns backwards and flies out of one of these great windows, like barrel rolling from the back. Eris and Rango have to like run to the sides to avoid being smacked by her wings. She spins in the air. You two uh, both make me constitution saving throws. All right. I got a six. <laughs> I got a nine. <laughs> you both, you both puke just a little bit in your mouths. Baby burps, you swallow them back down. She arcs up into the air, makes a loop out away from the shrine, and then she says, Hold your breaths now! And you both hit the water, icy cold. It is winter. Uh, she dives under the water, back through and up out of the hole that you just threw the chicken in. She swallows the chicken on the way up and flies the <laughs> two of you into a different room in the shrine. She slides uh, to a stop. Uh, water just kind of arcing with her off into the air and it kind of crackles with that little bit of electricity you can it smells like a thunderstorm in here she lets the two of you out you are completely soaked and you are standing in the shrine to bahamut and she says that was just a little fun thing to say thanks and she bradley as you're looking at her she takes her her snout and nudges you and turns you towards the shrine of Bahamut. And you see this 
giant statue in all of Bahamut's glory, uh, paying homage to the the good god of dragons. You stand at the foot of the magnificent statue of Bahamut as the claws of the coast softly chants, begins a chant in Draconic. In a flash of light, you find your... What does the chant say? She's saying, Bahamut divine what this one needs. He is the champion that saved me. He is the champion. In a flash of light, you find yourself in Leylon, but the town is covered in a cloud of putrid green gas. Bloated, asphyxiated corpses lie on broken ground, and dying townsfolk crawl through the streets, gasping for breath. At the center of it all stands an enormous green dragon, grinning a bloody smile as the upper half of Marigold Brightshine's severed corpse hangs from her mouth. In another flash of light, you are back in the statue chamber, and Lamaruntos has a grave look on her face. Bradley, you must take action swiftly to save your town. Yeah, no, you saw that too, right? Sly, you also saw this. And Sly, you saw in the vision one thing uh, sticking out to you. Um, and I'm actually going to have both of you... Uh, so Sly, the one thing you saw... I won't have you make this check. You saw your own corpse on the ground in that vision. Bradley, make me a retroactive perception check. Does it need to be higher than a 20? Yeah. Well, I mean, depending. Okay. You, you could get some stuff for free regardless. Okay. I got a 28. Okay. You see every clue in this scene that there can be uh, seen. So first, you see uh, on the coast... Uh, you know, at Leylon. Uh, Valdi, uh underneath, like a, a boat was across her chest. She was being crushed to death. You saw um, Marigold, obviously, uh, in, the, in the teeth of this green dragon. You saw Gallio uh, in his tower, and his tower had been just, like the top of it had just been crushed off. And he was screaming about something uh, and generally like out of it. You saw, um, uh, uh, fuck, I'm blank. Uh, Sergeant Hazyorum actually leading men in a fight, but being felled nonetheless. And at your side in that vision was Inverna Nightbreeze. Oh, shit. You take time to think about everything you just saw. Lamaruntos turns to you and she says, Bradley, I know that dragon. Her name is Klaugiliamater. They call her Old Gnawbone. She's more powerful than I. She sates herself on human flesh. It's her favorite snack. Laugiliamater lives in a cave at the north end of Crypt Garden Forest, where the woods meet the Sword Mountains. 
She is wicked. But she has not attacked a settlement in decades. I've met her in the skies before. I helped fend off Thorngrove from her once. She does not want to attract ire of the cities of the Sword Coast, and she knows that. The Lord's Alliance is more powerful now than it has ever been. As are the Harpers, the Order of the Gauntlet, even the Emerald Enclave. I believe that there is still time to reason with her. Talk her out of her course of action. Because I tell you now, Bradley, that was her. If you can give Klaugeliamater whatever she wants, she should be able to stop from this wicked course of action. Alright. I... I can do that. Bradley, and she, she puts her claw as gently as she can, just kind of barely touching you. I mean, it's, still, it's as big as you, but still. She says... I wish I could repay my debt to you in a better manner. I wish I could take you straight to her. But my presence would only anger her. She hates me. If, if I show up, it will be a fight to the death. And it's a fight I am afraid, even with me on your side, we would lose. She is not an adult dragon like me, Bradley. She is ancient. What I can give you, All right. and she, she nods towards the base of the statue. She says, take these. And you see there are two magic items here. One is the cloak of the manta ray. While wearing this cloak with its hood up, you can breathe underwater, and you have a swimming speed of 60 feet. There's also a sword. This is a scimitar of speed. You gain plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon. In addition, you can make one attack with it as a bonus action on each of your turns. Okay. So, interesting. I would have to get rid of something. I would have to unattune to something to get to use the scimitar of speed. Which you probably aren't inclined to do. No, I'm not. Definitely not. Just... Okay, I can hold on to it. Yeah, you could you could sell it probably for a very pretty penny. Okay. She. Thank you. She nods and she says, La, what, "What's her name again?" Lamaruntos. <laughs> yeah. Lamaruntos. Thank you, Lamaruntos. Bradley, I, if you're willing, I have some advice. Yes, of course. Firstly, and she looks at Sly and looks back at you. Do not take your brother with you on this mission and do not send him back to Leilon. Oh, absolutely not. I think this is, um, this one was good enough for him. Definitely. What do you, Sly, do you agree? <laughs> 10,000 yards there. I was like, <laughs> so, so dead, man. <laughs> Yeah, he just had yeah. the vision of his of his death. Yeah. What did you say about Leilan? Sorry, she, she says she says, "You saw what I saw. Do not let him return to Leilan." Okay. She 
looks uh, and she says, sh- "Sorry, go on." She says, "Bradley, you are closer now to Crypt Garden Forest than you would be if you returned to Leyland. I think your best course of action, head straight there." I agree. Can I rest here a bit, though? Of course. Take your time. Regain my composure. I'm going to turn to Sly. I'm going to say, Sly, look, I need you to stay away from Leyland for a little while. That means you can't return to the roadhouse. Okay? uh... Until I can give you my word. But you, 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 you saw the same thing I did. Like we, you're, you're going to need all the help you can get against this dragon. Then, here's a great idea. Why don't you gain the help of the people of Neverwinter? Yeah. Send, get, get a force down here to Leylon. And if worse comes to worse, we'll all have fight together. Yeah, I can I can try and do that. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna spend a minute to uh, cast teleportation circle and send Sly. All the meanwhile, while I'm doing this, I'm saying, "You got this, Sly. That's your job. Get a get an army. Come to Leylon. We can fight." Sly, you are about to teleport to Neverwinter. You will likely not see your brother again for a long time, but you will now have a serious role in the battle to come. Holly cut this. This actually works out really perfectly. We're going to do... Jack, I did not think that you were going to be in the next season, but we're definitely going to have you play Sly another time um, because <laughs> there is an, there is a mission in the last book where you go to Neverwinter to convince Lord Neverember to send forces here. And now you get to do that um, instead of Bradley. And we'll do an episode with, where we don't even need Thorin. Um, oh, fucking cool. Um, that being said, so Holly cut that, please. Uh, that's major spoilers, obviously. <laughs> you were about to teleport to Neverwinter back home. Do you have anything you want to say to your brother before you leave? Uh, with tears in his eyes, I think he'll just look at uh, look up at uh, him and just go, "Goodbye, brother. Just remember, you can't do all this alone." And step back into the. I'm gonna, circle. right before I finish this teleportation circle. I don't think that gets rid of it, right? No. Okay, I'm gonna hug him, and I'm gonna hold his head and kiss him on the forehead and I'm going to say, you are braver and stronger than I could have ever imagined and you're doing great things. And then I'm going to finish the circle and he's going to teleport away. All right. Bradley, as he disappears, you realize you are once again without an ally, without a friend, but you do set up your bedroll, you sleep in this large chamber with the statue 
of Bahamut staring down at you. La Marunto's has her men provide you a nice uh, meal of fish and rice. You drink ale with them, talk with them about their stories. She thanks you over and over again. You have saved her life. And she's a mighty adult bronze dragon. She never thought that she would be the one needing saving. She's saved people countless times. She's rescued ships lost at sea. She stopped pirates from invading small villages along the coast. She is, by all accounts, what you often have dreamt of being. She is a hero. But now she is the one telling you that you are this hero. In the morning, the sun rises. You make your way out into the cold, damp coast. You uh, don't even have to climb up the mountain. Lamertos flies you up back onto the high road. She looks at you one last time and she says, Brad the Copper, I have never met someone as strong as you. Good luck, friend. She says, I'll part, I'll part with this. She breathes just slightly. A little crackle of lightning touches the air, flows to you, and you will have the effects of the bless spell on you for the next 24 hours. Ooh. Oh, shit. Or I'll say maybe longer than 24 hours. I don't know how long it's going to take you to get to the, where you're going. <laughs> you head off north up this road alone. You, when you were heading to Enyarv's Tower, you thought you were heading out alone, but that was to investigate mercenaries attacking merchants now you are going to deal with an ancient green dragon you do not know how on earth you are going to be able to handle this alone one thing i will say bradley you can level up we won't do that now on air but oh, you are gonna hit yeah. and for yeah, no, if the dm's listening don't already know i do have bradley a level higher than he's quote supposed to be because these books are so goddamn deadly so he will be hitting level 12 as opposed to level 11. You make it to a trailhead at the Crypt Garden Forest. You see that there is someone um, already here sketching out a map. You approach from behind. They have not noticed you. Their figure looks vaguely familiar to you. And you do notice a name on the um, part of the map, just like the top right-hand corner, and it does say Klaugiliamater. It's the same dragon that you're hunting. This person stands up straight and tall. They are much taller than you, over seven feet tall. They turn, and you see what Bradley would describe as seeing a ghost bald head, features of a goliath, tattoo on his cheek of an anchor, now another tattoo above his left brow, the symbol of Talos, and you see the, the slave that you watched die, Snowscred, turns to you and says, I knew you would be coming. I too hunt this 
Modular is Jack Dean as Sly Copper, Thorne George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as RDM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragons Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Raven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to at the RPG Goblin at underscore mythic underscore realms at dice company pod at relic star games and at chorus trilogy they all follow us on twitter if you want to shout out like them maybe you should follow us on twitter too we follow them we worship them we adore them we think that you should follow them so that you have more rpg dnd and audiovisual episode fun stuff to look at in your feed Don't you want more entertainment? Don't you want more happiness in your life? Think about it that way, huh? Thank you so much for everyone that's listening. This season is wrapping up. It's coming to an end. Please go ahead on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram and TikTok and email. Tell us your questions. Let us know. We want to answer those things. Um, We're going to do a talkback episode at the end of this season. Um, What do you think is going to happen? You know, how are you feeling about Bradley having a rotating cast of of side characters, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just come talk to us. Tell us your questions. We would love to hear from you. Remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular.